Welcome to The Workman's Table, a podcast all about learning and understanding biblical truths with the Great Shepherd's guidance. Here's your host, Eric Carpenter. Hello and welcome once again to another edition of The Workman's Table podcast. As always, I hope this podcast finds you well and that you're learning and growing in His grace and mercy and you're reading Yah's Word on a day-to-day basis or as often as possible and you're also growing in the knowledge of his word. Before I continue, I like to provide the uh, email address of this podcast. It is theworkmanstable at gmail.com. If you have a topic or a question that you'd like addressed on a future podcast episode, uh, feel free to shoot an email to that address. And uh, who knows, one of your topics or questions could end up on a future podcast. So again, the podcast uh, email address is theworkmanstable at gmail.com. The topic we're going to discuss today is that Elohim is holy. And we're going to find out how holy he is. And we're going to find out that we certainly uh, cannot just approach Yah you know, in any manner that we wish. And we certainly know, those of you that have uh, been a believer for a while, that Yahushua said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come unto the Father except through me. And so if we go and look at the word holy, uh, in Hebrew it means kodesh, or it's the word kodesh, uh, Q-O-D-E-S-H, kodesh. It's a sacred place or thing, consecrated, dedicated, hallowed. And so that's, that's, you know, that's the essence of Yahuwah. He's clean. He's pure. The word says there is no darkness in him. And he needs to be treated with respect and reverence at all times. So we, we get uh, instances in Scripture that really speaks to his holiness and his cleanliness and that we need to take him seriously because it really is a, a matter of life and death. Um, the first... Uh, startling account, so to speak, is in uh, Leviticus uh, chapter 10, uh, and we're going to read some uh, verses uh, 1 through 11, and you get an account of uh, Aaron's sons Nadab and Abihu uh, and the situation that um, took place with them. So let's go to Leviticus 10, 1 through 11. Uh, Then Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, each took his censer and put fire in it, put incense on it, and offered profane, or in the Middle King James Version, strange is the word that's used, strange fire before Yahuwah, which he had not commanded them. So fire went out from Yahuwah and devoured them, and they died before Yahuwah. And Moses said to Aaron, This is what Yahuwah spoke, saying, By those who come near me, I must be regarded as holy, and before all the people I must be glorified. So Aaron held his peace. Then Moses called Mishael and Elzephon, the sons of Uzal, the uncle of Aaron, and said to them, Come near, carry your brethren from before the sanctuary out of the camp. So they went near and carried them by their tunics out of the camp, as Moses had said. And Moses said to Aaron and to Eliezer and Ithamar, his sons, Do not uncover your heads, nor tear your clothes, lest you die, and wrath come upon all the people. But let your brethren, the whole house of Israel, bewail the burning which Yahuwah has kindled. You shall not go out from the door of the tabernacle of meeting, lest you die. For the anointing of, for the anointing oil of Yahuwah is upon you, 
And they did according to the word of Moses. Then Yahuwah spoke to Aaron, saying, Do not drink wine or intoxicating drink, you nor your sons with you, when you go into the tabernacle meeting, lest you die. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generations, that you may distinguish between holy and unholy, between unclean and clean, and that you may teach the children of Israel all the statutes which Yahuwah has spoken to them by the hand of Moses. So we have this instance, and if you uh, look in some previous uh, passages, um, Nadab and Abihu had provided fire or brought in fire uh, before Yahuwah that he, Yahuwah himself, had not started. There's an account, I believe it's in Leviticus 9, uh, where Yahuwah had started a fire that needed to be burnt continually before him, and they were bringing a fire that Yahuwah had not started. If, if you, know, you want to go and study that uh, yourself, but they offered strange or profane fire before Yahuwah, which he had not commanded, and Yahuwah must be regarded as holy and righteous, and we have to be obedient to what he says, and he means what he says. And so they suffered the consequence for their disregard or disrespect for Yahuwah, and Yahuwah took them out. And it was, it was just as simple as that. So we get this first example or first account here that we're going to look at you know, these there's some verses that we're going to look at, and we see how he needs to be treated with the utmost respect, the utmost reverence, and in, in, in that he is holy and that he means what he says. So we should not uh, deviate from what he commands. Uh, we go to another situation that's in Second Samuel chapter six, and Yahuwah had given strict instructions that no one not even the priests who were to be in the service of the tabernacle, no one was to touch the Ark of the Covenant. No one. And he gave those instructions because if they did, they would die. Um, and so this was such a uh, strict command that before his presence entered the Ark, he allowed them to build the Ark, and they had these slots that, the priests were to put some poles through on, on each side of the ark to where they slid these poles through and they could lift and carry the ark without touching the ark itself so that they wouldn't die. So with that in mind, let's read what occurred in 2 Samuel chapter 6, uh, 1 through uh, 7. And again, David gathered all the choice men of Israel, 30,000. And David arose and went with all the people who were with him from Baal, Judah, to bring up from there the Ark of Elohim, whose name is called by the name the Yahuwah of hosts, who dwells between the cherubim. So they set the Ark on a new cart and brought it out of the house of Benadab, which was on the hill. And Uzzah and Ahio, the sons of Abinadab, drove the new cart, and they brought it out of the houses of uh, brought it out of the house of Abinadab which was on the hill, accompanying the ark of Elohim, and Ahio went before the ark. Then David and all the house of Israel played music before Yahuwah on all kinds of instruments, of fir wood, on harps, on strain instruments, on tambourines, on sistrums, and on cymbals. And when they came to Nashon's threshing floor, Uzzah put out his hand to the ark of Elohim and took hold of it, for the oxen stumbled. Then the anger of Yahuwah was aroused against Uzzah, and Elohim struck him there for his error, and he died there by the ark of Elohim. 
Now, some may say, you know, well, he was only trying to be helpful and make sure that the ark didn't fall to the ground when the oxen had stumbled. Well, here, you know, good intentions do not mean anything when Yahuwah gives you strict instructions to not do certain things. If Yahuwah tells you not to touch something, and he, he means what he says. So he had told and gave command and gave instructions to Moses. and to, Well, not to Moses, because this is years later. Uh, I believe it was to Solomon and, and the priests, uh, if I remember correctly here in Second Samuel. This is well after Moses, I should say. Um, that no one is to touch that ark. And if they, if they did, they died. And it is written in Scripture that David desired to be close to Elohim, so much so he would get as close as he could to the ark and without touching it because he wanted to be near Elohim. So um, Uzzah reached out to try to stabilize the ark, and he died. And again, that's because Yehud gave strict instructions not to touch the ark. And so Yahuwah, again, there's, there's no darkness in him, and he speaks the truth, and he means what he says. He needs to be regarded as holy and respected as such. So we go to another uh, chapter in Isaiah. Well, we, we go to a, uh, chapter 6 in Isaiah, and we just look at, we just... We take in a glimpse of the king in his, uh, where, where his throne is, and uh, we just get a glimpse of who he is. So let's read Isaiah 6, uh, the whole chapter. And the year that King Uzziah died, I saw you who was sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood, stood seraphim. One, each one had six wings. With two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is Yahuwah of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out, and the house was filled with smoke. So I said, Woe is me, for I am undone. Because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, Yahuwah of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a live coal, which he had taken from the tongs of the altar. And he touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away, and your sin purged. Also I heard the voice of Yahuwah saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am, send me. And he said, Go and tell this people, Keep on hearing, but do not understand. Keep on seeing, but do not perceive. Make the heart of this people dull and their ears heavy, and shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and return and be healed. Then I said, Yahuwah, how long? And he answered, Until the cities are laid waste and without inhabitant, the houses are without a man, the land is utterly desolate. Yahuwah has removed men far away, and the forsaken places are many in the midst of the land, but yet a tenth will be in it, and will return and be for consuming, as a terebinth tree or as an oak, whose stump remains when it is cut down, so the holy, the holy, seed, so the holy seed shall be its stump. 
So we get a glimpse of the king, you know, in, in his glory. You know, the train of his robe filled the temple. There was smoke. There were seraphim that had six wings. Um, that, you know, one, two we covered he faced, two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. You just see the glory and the holiness of the King Almighty. It's just a picture. It's a beautiful picture of the King. And it should, when you visualize the words that you're hearing, it should just, you, you should be in awe. And I know I, I, you know, I think about it and I'm in awe as well. So, and I, I, because you think about this is the King and you, you just, you just take it all in. You take it all in. So, uh, another uh, passage is in First Peter uh, 13 uh, through 16. Now let's read that. Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Yahushua HaMashiach, as obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lusts, as in your ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. So he, he calls us to be holy just like he is, sanctified and sacred, because that's what he requires, that's what he demands. And the only way, of course, we can attain that is through Yahushua, who shed his blood for us, shed his blood for our sins and cleanses us from all unrighteousness. So he tells us, be holy, for I am holy. Then we go on to Ezekiel uh, chapter 33, and this is an account between Yahuwah and Moses. Uh, so we'll read verses 12 through uh, 23 in Ezekiel chapter 33, starting with verse 12. Then Moses said to Yahuwah, See you say to me, Bring up this people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found grace in my sight. Now, therefore, I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, show me your way. Show me now your way, that I may know you, and that I may find grace in your sight, and consider that this nation is your people. And he said, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Then he said to him, If your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. For how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight, except you go with us? So we shall be separate, your people and I, from all the people who are on the face of the earth. So Yahuwah said to Moses, I will also do this thing that you have spoken, for you have found grace in my sight, and I know you by name. And he said, Please show me your glory. Then he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you, and I will proclaim the name of Yahuwah before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. But he said, You cannot see my face, for no man shall see my for no man shall see me and live. And Yahuwah said, Here is a place by me, and you shall stand on the rock. So it shall be while my glory passes by that I will put you in the cleft of the rock, and will cover you with my hand while I pass by. Then you will take away my hand the, or the, excuse me, then I will take away my hand, and yes you shall see my back. But my face shall not be seen. You know this. You know this. This shows you because Yahushua or Yahuwah says in the midst, 
you know, talking to Moses that um, I will have compassion, I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. And he tells him, you know, um, you cannot see my face, for no man can see, shall see me and live. That's how holy and pure and clean Yahuwah is. That if we were to look upon his face, we would die. That's just amazing to think of. But here in his grace and mercy, he makes sure that he covers Moses' face, covers Moses. Um, He covers him with his hand while he passes by so that Moses will live. Because Moses cannot look upon his face and live. So it's just amazing. This is how holy he is and how righteous he is. But Moses got to see the backside of Yahuwah. I mean, it, it, it had to be the most wonderful thing he had ever seen. Just that, that's it. Just that simple. Uh, let's go to John um, chapter 1. Um yeah, John chapter 1. And we're going to read uh, another account, uh, you know, similar to uh, what, you know, took place or, it, you know, it refers to in John one eighteen, It says that um, no one has seen Elohim at any time. The only begotten Son, who is the bosom of the Father, has declared him. So no one has seen Elohim. And the reason is, is because we'll die. And that, that, that correlates with, you know, Yahuwah telling Moses, you cannot see my face and live. So that, that, that bolsters again how righteous and holy and clean he is. And lastly, we go to Malachi 1 and read verse 14, which says, But cursed be the deceiver who has in his flock a male and takes a vow, but sacrifices to Yahuwah what is blemished. For I am a great king, says Yahuwah of hosts, and my name is to be feared among the nations. So we need to take into account how righteous, how pure, how holy he is. And if we don't take him seriously, it leads to our demise, which is death. And so we need to be obedient to him And by listening to him and being obedient to him and keeping his commandments and listening to his voice and following his instruction, it leads to life. And obviously that goes with having fear of Yahuwah. Fear him. And we know that the the fear of, of Elohim is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One. I believe that's in Proverbs 3. So... We definitely need to take into consideration and learn from the lesson of Mo, or Aaron's sons who offered strange fire before Yahuwah and they paid the ultimate price with their life. You know, there in Leviticus chapter 10. So you definitely need to take into consideration, you know, Elohim is very serious, you know, and he demands respect and he, you know, and, and rightly so. Rightly so. He deserves 
our adoration, our worship, and our respect. And we need to listen and pay attention to his instruction and always regard him as holy at all times in our life. And if we are going to be holy like him, we can do that only by Yahushua himself, who is the author and perfecter of our faith, as it says in the book of Hebrews. So that's what we need to do to keep that in mind. It, it will literally save our a life, and it will uh, be it'll it'll guard us from from death, and we'll escape the punishment of death if we pay attention to Him, repent of our sins, and look to Him for salvation. Look to Yahushua for salvation, who will ensure that we become set apart, holy, kodesh as his father is set apart holy in Kodesh, and Yahushua himself is set apart holy in Kodesh. So I encourage you to, to read these verses that um, I, I have brought to you today. And so until next time, study to show thyself approved. <music>